Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. I put the fun in funeral. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm what psychiatrists call alpha female. Eh, you shot pretty well for a boy. I'm the girl that's going to save your life. I can and I will. I can and I will. I can and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the signs. All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of Sirens of Horror. As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Vella, along with Ash Vicious and Mina Macabre. And today we are going to be doing the Netflix hit Bird Box, which I was a little trepidatious about. Uh, yeah, and I, I know Mina, like, you actually really wanted to talk about this one, so why don't you uh, take it away? Okay. Um, so I watched this one actually not thinking that we were going to be doing this on the podcast. Uh, I just kind of felt like it. And I I really loved that they're casting. It was fantastic. Like, but I, I just wasn't a huge fan of the story. Um, I was, like, so ready for the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's there. <laughs> There's always a big butt with me. Um, so I'm sure most of you have seen it. Uh, it's it's pretty popular right now. So it's it's a story of a kind of post-apocalyptic world happening in a, in modern day, where there's these unseen creatures that are, as soon as someone is able to see them, they become suicidal or they do something to end their life, um, and it's it's uncontrollable, and you never actually get to see what it is. I I, I assume so that we don't die. Uh, so thank you for that, Netflix. Appreciate it. <laughs> Netflix was saving our lives, and you're all angry about it. (laughs) Yes, Netflix. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it it got pretty high ratings in general because it's a Netflix original, and they do some pretty spot-on stuff. But uh, as far as Netflix originals go, I wasn't super, super impressed. (laughs) Uh, When this film kind of came out, I was like, all right. It got a lot of the hype. But also, like, another Netflix kind of original film was um, Veronica. Yeah, and you, I remember you saw that. And I absolutely hated it. It was just... <laughs> no. If you literally just took the most basic possession film and did it, it's that. So I was a little trepidatious about Bird Box, but I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed Bird Box. Yeah, I thought it was... Although it did, at some point, kind of remind me of The Happening, and I was just like, oh, God. not Please tell me this isn't going to be The Happening. Okay, it isn't. I'm good. The trees are coming for us. It had a really <laughs> similar vibe to The Happening, though. And the trees uh, kind of did come for you with the leaves all swirling up. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit. My biggest difference that I could notice between, like, The Happening and Bird Box was really the characters. The characters in Bird Box were very compelling. You cared about every single one of them. The Happening, um, I believe Marky Mark was in it. <laughs> and I can neither confirm nor deny. That's all I got. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I think the casting was amazing, and I think the actors really made it like worth yeah, watching. Yeah, for sure. Even if I wasn't super fond of like the, the plot itself, like I loved the characters. So I agree mm-hmm. with you there. Uh, yeah, like, so you started off, and you really are only getting Sandra and her sister, um, which, I forget her name, but she's from, like, all the seasons of American Horror Story. Oh, uh, yeah! Pull Sam, I just pulled her up. Sorry, I'm just now watching American uh, Horror Story, so. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, yeah. Yeah, she plays, basically, all of the characters in every single episode of American <laughs> Horror Story. <laughs> it's actually no American spoilers. Horror Story. It's just Sarah Paulson playing a bunch of characters yep. and running in and out with different hats. Yep. <laughs> no spoilers about American Horror Story. I'm, I'm way behind on it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so you find out that Sandra Bullock's character is pregnant. They're doing all this stuff. They kind of set up her character a little bit that I did enjoy of just like She's not really big onto people. She yeah. kind of has some issues with that. 
And you, you do hear on the radio that something weird is going on in Romania and in Europe, but they kind of are very dismissive. Oh, it's Europe. We're in America. Yada, yada. And then shit just goes down so fucking fast. <laughs> and I just, and I liked that feeling of it. So I feel like sometimes when you're dealing with like post-apocalyptic <laughs> um, things, it can, it gets kind of slow where like it builds and builds. Uh, I liked how just sudden it was. Like it's fine, it's great, and then just destruction, death, bah. Yeah. I liked how quick it was. I will give Bird Box that it was very realistic. As far mm-hmm. as, like, you know, an unseen monster that you don't get to find out what it is or how it's doing what it's doing. <laughs> but in in a real post-apocalyptic situation, you probably would never find out. Yeah. So I do yeah, like that aspect of it. Um, I also liked... Uh, so eventually you end up in a house with John Malkovich. Um, I... I know he's been in more stuff, but to me, he's always the scientist from Jurassic Park. Gary. He's always a is, scientist. <laughs> he's just always the scientist. And you know what? Every experiment of his goes wrong when he was like, I have an idea and a theory. We should have been like, no, it's going to go wrong. <laughs> we just don't trust John Malkovich. <laughs> just every time it goes wrong. Um, and then there's like, there's uh, Tom. Yeah. Who's a Marine vet. I love and him. He's so great. I want to marry I him. Know. He's for me. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> we, we've gone to the last few episodes of me and Ash just drooling over people. This now you're turn to drool. You get, you get him. thirsty. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, Charlie who's actually writing a story about the post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then you have Slutty Cop and Slutty Punk Boy. Oh, God. I, I forgot <laughs> about them, honestly. <laughs> I tried to. Oh, yeah, he's a druggie, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was, I was laughing when I first watched it. Uh, the cop girl slowly loses her clothing <laughs> over the course of, like, 20 <laughs> minutes. Like, she goes from being, like, this cop and a badass to, like, taking off her jacket, to taking off her button-up, to being in a tank top and a pair of shorts, to just fucking on the laundry machine. And she also goes from never will I ever fuck this douchey, drugged-out, gross dude to, like, let's ditch everyone together. How does this happen? (laughs) Um, I actually like that. Because I feel like in every post-apocalyptic thing, you get the, like, love story where, like, they can, we can get through it together. And they're dead. There's no way they survived. Yeah, no. Oh. oh, yeah. They definitely died. <laughs> but I like the fact that that wasn't the main plot. Yeah. But they put it in there. So I was like, all right. And, uh, I know earlier we mentioned that you don't ever actually see the characters. I mean, not the characters, the creatures. Mm-hmm. Or the, whatever it is. I just um, found something, like a little factoid, random fact of randomness, <laughs> <laughs> um, that there's actually a deleted scene where they had revealed what the uh, creatures looked like. Yeah, they were too what? silly. Oh, yeah. no! <laughs> yeah, the way I mean, described is they were green monsters with, like, baby faces? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, you no do thanks. get kind of a little bit of a glimpse, because uh, Gary... His drawings, you kind of see what he's drawing them as. So you get a little bit of a glimpse of what Mm -hmm. he thinks they look like. But they don't necessarily look the same to everybody. Yeah, because I think the whole point is they um, represent your fear. Yeah. But I'm wondering, because the people that were, like, able to see them and not commit suicide in some way. um, Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if they still all saw the same thing. Or if those people still see something different from mm. the other people who see them. Interesting. Yeah. Because, like, if I remember correctly, the woman that walks out of the house after they all, like, they're in the house. She sees her, remember, she sees her mom outside and she's like, mom? And John then she's like. wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. John Malkovich's wife sees mom and walks out. She's like, no, my mom, like, 
mom's out there. I have to save her. I have to go get her. And then the, she dies. She dies because she gets hit by the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, what, no, she I thought climbs it, into a car that was on fire. I thought that's oh, what it is. Yeah, right. That's how she dies. Yeah. I do. It involved a car. <laughs> it involves her dead in a car. Um, and like for me, I thought it was like it maybe manifested as not necessarily your biggest fear, but someone you used to know that's already dead. I think it's a combination of like fear and grief and stuff like that. Because uh, her sister definitely saw something that terrified the piss out of her. Yeah, I have a, I have a theory on that. When you're done, oh no, shoot. Oh, I was just going to say that it it might not necessarily be something that you fear, um, Mm -hmm. but something that would make life no longer worth living for you. Mm. So it's not necessarily like I'm too scared to be alive. Yeah. It's like, you know, my, you know, this one person in my life that I would never go on living without, like, is is hanging herself. Like, that would cause me to no longer want to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you see your, your mom that say, like, you miss more than anything in this world, is suddenly, like, sitting in this burning car being like, come with me. We can be together. Mm-hmm. You're going to crawl in that burning car. Yeah. You're going to try to save her. But, like, your yeah. brain doesn't know that that's not real. I, I did like the fact that it wasn't particularly, like, we're just going to make you kill yourself. Or it's just you're going to, like, scream in fear. Mm-hmm. Um... Because, like, how you were saying, Mina, is we wouldn't really know what was going on. And I feel like you actually sense that. Like, you're mm-hmm. not sure. Like, how are these people kind of immune to it? What are they? How do they move? Where do they come from? Uh, well, they do up, say like, that they escaped to a mental institution nearby. Yeah. But you don't know, like, why. Yeah. Yeah. Why they're immune. They're obviously not immune. They're just not affected the same way. Yeah, they find them, like, beautiful. Because that's the one thing they keep saying is, like, you need to see them. You need to see how beautiful they are. Yeah. Uh, So maybe to those people, they appear as the most beautiful thing they could possibly imagine. You know, making their life worth living. Like, having the opposite effect. Something that's going on in their brain specifically gives these, mm. you know, opposite Right, because they're like, I want you to see it. It's everybody. so beautiful. Open your eyes. It's amazing. Like, I, you know, like they probably see, like, I don't know, like, when, you, when you're a kid and you looked into a kaleidoscope. Oh, I mean, yeah. It, it's an interesting theory, because if you were to go on it, and the idea of, like, so if these things are making you feel like ultimate sadness... Um, maybe they, like, drain all the dopamine out of your body. Yeah. Like, it's a biological effect. But people that would have schizophrenia, DID, depression, anxiety, your brain chemistry is already wonky. Yeah. So maybe however it affects the chemistry of your brain is different because of their fact their brain's already wonky. That could be. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's it's definitely possible that the, their ability to take over your like vision and hearing and, and project what they're trying to get you to see, um, mm-hmm. it would still affect a person the same way in the sense that they could still get into you regardless of, you know, being wonky. <laughs> um, yeah, but maybe because you're wonky... I mean, speaking as, just to clarify for the listeners that, like, there are definitely some wonky people recording the podcast right now. We're not, we're not. We are three very wonky people. We are very wonky ourselves. (laughs) We we are in no way disproving depression and anxiety from three women who all have anxiety and who have dealt with depression in our lives. (laughs) Take medication, for example, yo. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's interesting to kind of wonder what about that affects them differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to go back a little bit farther, uh, I'd love to get into the John Malkovich character. <laughs> because I fucking loved his character. <laughs> he was so interesting. Um, from just his kind of hatred of Mal at the beginning. Because, I mean... 
Yeah, you, you want to be like, oh, he's being a dick, but he watched his wife die to save her. You're, you're going to be angry. You kind of need somebody like that in a post-apocalyptic situation who's going to be like, no, we're not letting these people in. And no, you can't do that because this is life or death and it's not just what you want. You can't be nice. Right. Yeah. And we don't trust, we can't trust them. We don't know if they're, for instance, like the, I'm the scientist. Saying... We can't trust if we know that they haven't seen it and they're trying to get us to see it. I'm just saying at the very end, John Malkovich's character was right. Just saying. <laughs> was. Uh, but also, John Malkovich is like a superhero at the end and mm-hmm. really defends the people he now has come to care about. Right. Like, these are, I, these are kind of my family now. Yeah. John Malkovich is very much a Slytherin in this role. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, God, yes. So like is Mal, Like, going to protect his. <laughs> I totally think that Mal is a Slytherin. Yeah, I could see Mal as a Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah, Tom I could see that. Tom is such a Gryffindor. Yeah, Tom is the Gryffindor, and uh, who's the name uh, of the Kreger lady? I don't know, but fucking Hufflepuffs. Yep. That was, she, was <laughs> she was definitely the Hufflepuff. <laughs> Okay, I take a little bit of offense to that because she did some really stupid shit that I would never do. Well, I mean, yeah, she did some stupid shit, but she was also she was just like, "It's okay, we're all we're all happy. Like we're we're together, and I'm gonna have a baby, and it's gonna be awesome, and we're gonna be okay, right?" Mm. And you just you just want to comfort her. You're just like, "It's okay, it's okay." She she definitely was ha- having the. She uh, was definitely it, hobbled up though. Yeah. Except your own. Except your own. Okay. I know. I know. We're we're Slytherins. We also have like most psychopathic serial killers in our group. Yeah. So you take the like the pregnant annoying lady. Okay. Fair enough. Psycho killer. Guess guess. Sorry. We're still we're still writing that behind the mask. Like hi. Um, the, the wind, I thought was so creepy. The wind and the whispers, yeah, I just, ugh. A better name for the movie. (laughs) The wind (laughs) and the whispers, bird box. (laughs) Bird box, okay, it took me like over halfway through the movie to figure out why it was called bird box. Same. Yeah, same. (laughs) I think it actually took me the entire movie. Well, actually, so, another random fact of randomness is that this was actually based off of a book called Bird Box. Yeah, I, heard I hope it was like called Bird Box. What? Nothing. Being a smartass, continue. Oh no, being yeah. at the smartass. I was, I said, well, I hope the book was called Bird Box. That'd be stupid if they just named the movie that <laughs> for no reason. Um, I, apparently there's some very startling differences between the book. I guess the book is like a lot more adult. Yeah. And some, like, teenagers going out reading it and being like, oh my god. Like, heh <laughs> I'd actually be interested in reading it. I'm curious now, like. Yeah. Um, but now I think it, like, I got to the end of the film, and I was talking about it, and I was like, oh, the birds were in the box. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then they go to the thing and birds are yeah because the birds freak out every time they hear it yeah Mm -hmm. whenever they get close it's like the yeah it's like uh early warning sign well i was gonna say the sword in lord of the rings that glows when there's oh yeah frodo sword Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it's like that but with birds (laughs) and not not orcs weird alien Question Which mark? would you prefer? Uh, glowing sword. No, I mean, Not I mean orcs or whatever these creatures were. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you were asking Obviously, me do I want I a prefer Or a glowing sword. <laughs> Obviously, I would want a glowing sword, not a box of birds. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally going on orcs. I'm AO-winning this. I'm like... Arming up, full boy armor, fight them down till one of them says like no man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not much of a fighter. I think I prefer whatever these creatures are over orcs because I would just like, I don't know. I'd kill myself instead of being ripped limb from limb. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think it'd be quicker and less painful. (laughs) But you can fight back against orcs. Or you can can man the camp and keep cooking food and sewing my clothes as I kill all the orcs. That is also a good point. Yeah, I could do that. We've had that conversation. The one people forget in a post-apocalyptic, like, world is you need, like, a fixer. Like, somebody Mm -hmm. that can sew clothes and, like, fix things. Yeah. (laughs) You need MacGyver. And that's what you are, Nina. You're our, like, MacGyver. I'm MacGyver? Aw, guys. Yeah. I will take that. I love Rich and Dean Anderson. So. (laughs) I I think we're getting off track, though. Mm Mm-hmm. You do, like, lookout and patrol. I am not in charge. Nope. (laughs) You do not let me be in charge in a post-apocalyptic world. I'm, like, the right hand that makes the hard decisions. But we don't have me in charge. Okay. Question for you, then. Who are you putting in charge? Who are we putting in charge? Who are we putting? We're putting Josh in charge. Yeah, Josh is in charge. I was gonna vote for Josh. I was just checking. (laughs) No, no. Josh is always in charge, because he is the most level-headed out of all of us, but he mm-hmm. still has, like, a heart, and is nice. You married yourself a good one. I did. I did marry myself a good one. <laughs> See, the issue is I would be like, I do not like you, into the fire pit! <laughs> Josh is like, no. No. He does good things for the camp, we don't throw him in the fire pit. <laughs> He's just, he's just in trouble. You don't have to burn him alive. (laughs) Can I go out and find enemies and burn them alive? Please do. Fine. Go. No. Bye, bitches. (laughs) Okay. Now that we've set up our post-apocalyptic game plan. Mm -hmm. We've had that for a while. (laughs) But that's the thing is, like, I do like the fact that this is something that you can't beat. Yeah, there's no like, fighting for, it. Yeah, there isn't. Uh, what this film kind of reminded me a lot, actually, was uh, The Quiet Place. Hmm. I haven't seen that one. Um, it's a film about aliens, and pretty much they're attracted to sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it had, like, a similar feel to it. Um, to me. We should I, do that I have one. massive issues with the movie. <laughs> I mean, we it's did really Hush. Well we should done. do A Quiet Place. Yeah. yeah. So our, our little quiet films. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quiet it's hour. <laughs> but back to back to Bird Box though, like that is it's so realistic that it's the only it, I don't I don't know. That's the freaky part I think, is that it is really mm-hmm. realistic and you wouldn't get answers and you wouldn't get, you know, directions on how to kill a thing or how to avoid it. You just have to kind of go and hope you're figure one of the lucky out. ones that figures it out. Yeah, like there's the the scene after the five year jump where they're like learning claps and they're being like, look, you're close to something if the clap sounds like this. Mm-hmm. If you clap like this, you're in a big open space. Where it's like they've had to learn how to function without sight. Mm-hmm. Blind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, and, and I thought how... about, um, I wonder if, if it was any easier for people who are already blind. Um, but then I also remembered that there were, like, the escapees from the mental institution. They were probably going around killing everybody, so they probably still died. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think, like, the, the crazy people, I feel like, added, like, such a cool add-on. Mm-hmm. Because then it's not only, like, these monsters that are going to make you kill yourself. Also, these people will just come and kill you. Yeah, and that's super realistic for post-apocalyptic. Like, that's real. Oh, yeah. You're always going to get marauders. Yeah, not everybody is good and trying to survive and, like, help each other out. Like, Some people just want to rape, pillage, and plunder. <laughs> been doing it for a while. Uh, the biggest issue I actually did have with this film, as we were talking about him earlier, was the psycho guy. Gary. Mm-hmm. Gary. Yeah, so they invite 
for about the first hour of the film, it's we're setting up this band of survivors, and like a few of them die, a few of them leave, but you've got like a decent group. Mm -hmm. And then they bring in Gary, and within like 15 minutes, everyone's dead. (laughs) And it just felt a little ex machina. Like, oh shit, we're reading the book, and we've written this hour of film, oh, everyone dies, and we have a bunch more book to get through, let's just do this. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take, I haven't read the book, but I'm hoping <laughs> that that just isn't so abrupt. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, and from a storyteller's perspective, that's interesting choice of, of writing. But again, if mm-hmm. you're going for realism, I mean, yeah, like it's you potentially have, really like, real. That could happen. Could just completely mess up your plan. Yeah. I mean, that does add a layer of realism to it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what John Malkovich was worried about in the beginning of letting people into to his house. Well, he says like when they're they're having a scene where they're having a glass of whiskey. And he says, like, my father always used to say, there are the assholes and the dead. Mm-hmm. And he was the asshole. And he got put in the garage. And everyone died. Don't put your Slytherin in the garage. <laughs> what if they need to be in the garage? Just for a little bit. Okay. Like, an hour. <laughs> we can go and time out. <laughs> That's it. Only an hour. Bring in your Slytherins, they're cold. (laughs) Bring in your Um, Gary. So then, like, the main arc of the film is Mal with the now grown. Yeah. uh, Her son and the son of a woman that gets killed, or the daughter of a woman that gets killed, uh, going down this river to get to safety. Mm -hmm. Or possible. Because they don't hear from them anymore. The whole time they're going down the river, they never hear from them. Oh, yeah. You're right. Do they have a portable radio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're trying to use it. But they oh, just know oh, you're, you're not right. getting anything. Yeah, they are not picking up anything because they hear it. Tom responds. They are working at it a little bit. Then they're like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to leave. And that's when the marauders come. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that scene with Tom. I loved that so, so much. Because so Tom ends up taking out the whole group of marauders without his blindfold. Yeah. And he sees one of them, but still manages to shoot the last guy. Mm-hmm. Before shooting himself. And I, I found that really interesting where is it just the amount of love he has or the knowledge that if he fails, they are going to die? I think it might be both. I think also it's it's five years of dealing with this, like being prepared mentally for the eventuality that you're probably going to see one of these things. And like having a, a family to protect maybe strong enough even just for that split second where he could pull himself out of it. Like, yeah. you've been you've been mentally preparing yourself for this moment for five years. Well, also, mm-hmm. I think, uh, just out of curiosity and your guys' opinion, you think they've been hearing those whispers? Oh, I'm sure. Like, they probably, you know, like, there are times when they probably have to go out to get water or something because they lived by a little creek or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go out. You're going to have to get water. You probably hear them you know, in the middle of the night or whatever, even though your house is completely boarded up, you're still going to have, you're still going to hear them. You may not see them, but you're going to hear them regardless. What do you think, Mina? Well, I think you're going to hear them if they're getting close to you, but I don't, I was trying to figure out if they can like physically interact with you to a point where they could like make you take your blindfold off or make you open your eyes. I don't think think they I don't could. think they can. Um, like, they couldn't physically do it, but they can, like, mentally do it. Like, the little girl mm-hmm. almost does it, because she hears... Because they manipulate 
Mal, it sounds like Mal. And they sound like, it sounds like Mal's voice saying, take off your blindfold, it's okay. Take off your blindfold. I'm right here, take off your blindfold. And she almost does it, but then actual Mal comes and like, no, don't do it. So like, yeah. they physically can't, but they can totally mentally fuck with you and be like, take it off, it's totally cool. It comes down to like a willpower thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God, I'd be so dead. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't even stop myself from eating too much chips and salsa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, chips and salsa, because I am probably the most stubborn person, like, in our group of little family, and I can't Mm -hmm. say no to chips and salsa. Chips and salsa is not a fair (laughs) battle. No one I I think I I might survive for at least a couple of months. I mean, with the keto diet that I've been on, it's been a... You know, willpower and self-control are a thing. <laughs> so we're growing that. <laughs> no, I'll just remind you. See, we just we get Nina. We have to keep Callie alive. Nina's adorable little puppy. Cause you will not leave Callie. Well, see, I was actually talking about this with my sister when we were watching this, and I was mm-hmm. thinking about like if there was an an apocalypse where we had to be quiet like if it was like a zombie apocalypse or what have you but any kind of thing that you have to try to be quiet from i don't think Uh we could keep the dogs because they bark at everything man and they would be a dead (laughs) giveaway there's no possible way to like stay alive with those dogs nope (laughs) not that people want to think about that but (laughs) yeah i know i mean sometimes hell you guys can hear daisy sometimes in the background like like growling at like random noises that are outside or like the heater will thump and then she freaks out no i'm arming my dog (laughs) really the most uh the most unrealistic a little doggy uh night's outfit it'll be good yeah (laughs) really the most unrealistic part of any post-apocalyptic movie that has a dog and is it in it is that the dog's not barking and giving it away. Right. <laughs> Damn, looking at right, right at you, I am legend. <laughs> oh no. German Shepherds, you would train that dog not to bark. I mean, maybe, but in the time that it would take, like, you have the time to train that dog not to bark. Yeah. I don't think you do. I think you gotta do it well, today. I mean, There's no time. We trained my... Back when I was a kid, we had a Labrador... Uh, a Labrador dog named Doogie after Doogie Hauser. May she rest in peace. Oh, Doogie. Um, and we told her, we taught her, because we got her when she was a puppy, we taught her, don't bark. Like, no bark. Yeah. And she, she didn't. It got to the point when she was old, she had forgotten how to bark because she basically got doggies, or doggy Alzheimer's, so she couldn't even bark to tell us, I need help up the stairs or down the stairs because I need to go potty, so she would honk. <laughs> oh. So you just hear this, oh, 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 I'm not saying you she... can't train a dog not to bark. I'm saying in an apocalyptic situation, you do not have the time to hope that dog's training sticks as immediately as possible. Well, you know, sometimes it Still, works. Some training Daisy on how to be a tiny zombie killer. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> oh no, Zombies. We go for the throat, don't we, Daisy? Yes, we do. (laughs) Daisy might be okay. (laughs) I think my dog would probably just chew up their fingers. (laughs) Yeah, Daisy's Daisy's got, like, a psycho streak. (laughs) She takes after her mom too much. She might just be like... I just imagine Daisy, like, picking up a knife. When, like, the apocalypse comes and just looking over and, like, being Josh everywhere ready. And also we just hear... She's got like a knife somehow tied to her tail between her teeth. We don't know how she's done it, but somehow my dog has managed to like arm herself. We all just have an army of like mixed chihuahuas, apparently. (laughs) We always used to make the joke that uh, nobody here will know him. But we had a roommate who had a gorgeous, gorgeous little corgi German Shepherd. Aww. And he had two ferrets. And it's Caleb. Caleb and Bear and Buddy. 
And we yeah. used to say that that was oh, totally But Caleb would never, ever hurt anybody. He would not. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Caleb, Buddy, and Bear, just imagine, like, a little... If you took a German Shepherd and then just cut its legs in half. No. And then you just... Two little ferrets running around on top of him. Dude, like, Mad Max puppy style. <laughs> Those ferrets would be really, like, valuable. You could find you, like, a bunch of little metal scraps you can make stuff out of. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they'll try and hide And they don't cameras. bark. <laughs> ferrets can be loud. That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I want to talk about Gary's freaking eyes. Oh, yeah, this film we were talking about. Gary's eyes. <laughs> Gary's eyes were the scariest part of this whole movie for me. You find I'm not talking about creepy. the way the actor made his eyes look because of what was happening in the movie. I'm talking about literally Tom Hollander's eyes. <laughs> they like freaked that? me out. <laughs> well, you find weird things to get freaked out about. His, they look like they were gonna suck out my soul. <laughs> Joke's on you, I'm a ginger and I don't have one, but... <laughs> <laughs> they were so big and terrifying, and I'm sure that he's a lovely person, but I think I'd be too scared to ever meet him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they just freaked me out. Just, like, his eyes. It wasn't even, like, a portrayal of him, because I, I saw... I looked up pictures, so I was like, I wonder what he looks like in other films. Maybe he was just acting. He's not. That's what his eyes look like. <laughs> is slightly terrifying right um, so yeah so but the end of it uh, they kind of find the place they end up going through the rapids yeah um and that's like the big point where she kind of i feel like starts to become a mom yeah because i think she point... starts to become a mom as soon as she has to make that decision of who's going to look out the blanket well that's what i'm saying that's that's the mm-hmm. rapids yeah yeah because she's like, one of you guys has to look. And then she decides no one's going to look. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she can't pick. Um, and then they get to the woods. Where they're trying well, they're, to Before by. they get to the woods, though, there's that, like, crazy guy that's, that tries that's to like lure them really over. That's, like, the beginning and, like, when they're on the river. Yeah. The crazy guy's at mm-hmm. the beginning of the river. But it, it's still noteworthy, because at this point, like you're thinking you're far enough away from civilization that nobody's going to be out there that's crazy and will be trying yeah. to kill you. Yeah, and you there's like a person alone. And you're like, oh, maybe that person's like also needs help. And then like, no, no, he does not. <laughs> yeah, because you say, uh, come come over here. Like, we have safety. Mm-hmm. There's uh, food for safety. your kids. Yeah. And she's got to be like, no, let's keep going. Let's keep going because you can't, you can't trust, you can't trust him. Yeah. Uh, Super freaky. It is fucking freaky. But just that that scene at the end where you see, well, see is a big term. Uh, <laughs> you you see the shapes. You mm-hmm. see like the wind rustling, the trees moving. Yeah, and you kind of see that. Like you see the it does where that, they would be. Yeah, it does that camera effect where it's kind of blurry. Like you know when you you look at humid when you see humidity move through the air. Yeah. Like, it does the heat waves. Like, that. it kind of did that camera trick where it's like... There's something there. Yeah, it makes this blurry shape. A little ripple in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that part was just so fucking freaky to me. Yeah. With, like, the whispers, and she's just holding the kids. Just watching it move around her. And there's, there's nothing she can do. Yeah. Like hope they go away uh, that was just such a deep feeling of hopeless that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> I realized how fucked up that makes me sad <laughs> I was like this is a good point oh god I sound like a terrible person It no but it does make for a very terrifying Compelling. scene to have to sit through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh she finds the door and just like that pounding desperation and I honestly thought at the end that it was all fake like there was no safety uh, that's what I thought too like I, I thought this was going to be something where it was like there was safety but it's been taken it's been taken it's gone or like it doesn't actually ex- like there's some way that it doesn't actually exist so she would 
end up there and nothing would happen and eventually the thing would just get hurt. Yeah. What about you, Mina? I I feel like it's it's all temporary. Um obviously that's been there for a few years. I hope like I'm you know, because it's a school for the blind or what have you, and I'm sure there's schools for the blind oh, all no, over I the place saying, that are you, similarly. When you were watching it, did you think the the safety even existed? Did I think safety existed when I was um? Like, do you think <sighs> when you were watching it, same? Do you think the place was still there? I don't. I no. I thought it was not going to be there. No. Okay. Yeah. So we all were on board on that. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that thing. I was really going to get there and it was going to be a trap or it was going to be abandoned or, you know, but even when they get there though, it's, it's still temporary. I don't think that's actually safe. No, nothing in the apocalypse is really truly ever completely safe. I mean, but the same can be said for like, you know, our, our current society isn't even safe. Like you are not a level of safety. That's, more safe than the apocalypse, but it's still not <laughs> safe to just be alive yeah. in today's society. <laughs> yeah, you are not wrong. Uh, but overall, like, I really liked the film. I really did. I thought it was really interesting and in how they did everything. Yeah. And you just weren't a fan, Mina? I, well, okay. I'm going to tell, it's going to sound really fucked up. <laughs> Um, and I really hope that nobody gets offended from this, but honestly, like, I feel like Netflix really should have chosen their demographic better. Um, the generation that most typically binge watches the Netflix originals is really depressed. And if there was a magical creature that came down and made you want to kill yourself, I don't think a lot of people would avoid looking at it. Ooh, yeah, ooh. valid. <laughs> um, you could even look at like a social commentary. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, and I mean, like, I just don't find it realistic in the fact that, like, these people are that desperate to survive. <laughs> well, I think I you can be sad, but in those moments where survival kicks in. I mean, you're so... definitely going to have that brain, you know, just animal instinct to, to live. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that just absolute, I must live, I must survive. But I mean, after five years of it, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess if you have kids and you're watching your kids, but like, if I was out there alone by myself trying to make it through this apocalypse, I don't think I would. I yeah. think I'd give in. Like, unrealistic, really in my opinion. <laughs> I know uh, earlier we were talking about the ending. Yeah. Um, and I guess the book had a slightly different ending. Oh, are, really? I'm, are we down for spoilers? I'm down. Um, I'm so down. the book, you know, like, obviously in the movie and in the book, they, she ends up at the Institute for the Blind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the book, apparently that wasn't really an Institute for the Blind. That the people, that many people there had intentionally made themselves blind. That makes sense. Oh. To not see the thing. Like, they were like, fuck the blindfolds, we're just gonna, like, gouge our eyes out or... Make like look I up mean, at the sun the and yeah. Um, and in the movie, the sanctuary was a community for the blind, but there it was, or in the book, it was just this place where people just made themselves intentionally blind to not see the thing. Oh, yeah. If there was actually a school for the blind or an institution for the blind, like this should be an easier route to get there. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Just blind people stumbling their way through the river. Like, I know it's the fastest way or whatever. There are probably roads that you had to stay off of because of the crazy people, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And you couldn't really drive with your car being blacked out. I mean, Not they tried. <laughs> they yeah. tried to go to the store. They succeeded, but it was hard. Yeah. And now I do like the use of technology people. in this movie, though. Like, yeah. they tried their best to utilize technology to their advantage, and it was just totally useless. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that. <laughs> Turn left. Like the car. I, I, their, yeah. Fuck their, I'm the trying car, left, and then they the run night over vision. The... Yeah. Yeah. Nothing helped. <laughs> Nothing helped. Mm-mm. All right. Um, for the Bechdel test, I would actually say this film 
would pass very, very well. What about you, Mina? It, um, so it does pass because there are named characters. For example, I don't remember her name, but the pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. they, and the old she lady. She and Sandra Bullock do have a conversation um, that has nothing to do with men. Um, they're at the end, when they're in the Institute of the Blind, she's speaking with another woman. I believe she also gets named. That's her doctor. Something or other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's right. She remembers her. It's and her, her sister and her are talking about the pregnancy. There's a lot of of um well, we'll female the with her encounters mm-hmm. yeah i was yeah. just saying that okay. um so yeah it does pass and i uh would hope so as a, a netflix original made in this year like yeah they're pretty self-aware now um so if yeah. it didn't pass i'd be a little offended um all right so ash what score would you give it um, I don't remember what I gave it, because again, I lost my notes, but I, I think I would give it a, th- a three. I give it, yeah, I would give it a three. Give a solid three. Mm-hmm, solid three. Like, it was enjoyable. Um, you know, there were times when I was just kind of like, ooh, what's gonna happen next? Like, you know, yeah. Chris and I were watching it over dinner one night, and we both really enjoyed it. <laughs> so, wait. Oh, what? You're giving this the same score as you gave Bloody Valentine? Yeah, you're giving this the same score you gave Bloody Valentine. Okay, 3.5. <laughs> I'm Bloody Valentine gets that score mostly because of Jensen Eccles. That's yeah. fair. Valid. <laughs> Just had to point that out. Very valid. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5 as well. I really, really enjoyed it. It did have some errors. But overall, I felt like it was really scary it was really good the tension was amazing um i loved it very nice right, mina um i am gonna go with i think probably a 3.5 is also pretty good scoring for it because i do i do love the cast i loved a lot mm-hmm. of the writing mm-hmm. um i loved that it was like it was it was really realistic and I don't mean that, like, all oh, the gore was realistic. I mean, it was, but, the, like, the special effects were good. But I mean yeah. that, yeah. you know, you wouldn't get answers, and I liked that. Um, yeah. It's very frustrating and not typically what you get out of cinema, but it, it's not really what this film was going for. Yeah. Um, but it's not so good that I'm going to go above <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> like, I, I, it's, yeah. I wouldn't sit and watch I it again. <laughs> I wouldn't go back mm-hmm. and watch it again. It didn't stay with me. I wasn't scared of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't get freaked out to walk around my house. And that's what really I think is a good horror movie. <laughs> well, then you're not going to like next week's. Yeah. <laughs> next week's is... Uh... Next week we'll be doing The Conjuring. And, uh, <laughs> as I was re-watching it... Um, I am so sorry, Mina. The house oh, no. looks kind of similar to yours. Oh, no! <laughs> But we'll find out. So, Mina, uh, we, might, we might have a terrified Mina for next week. Oh, no. Yeah, come back and find out how uh, how I handle how, how, it. How terrified Mina was. Um, it's funny. Like, I know normally, you know, Mina's our, our trivia girl. Um, you got some trivia on Bird yeah. Box? Yeah, I do. I, I have some trivia on Bird Box. Ooh, oh, good. I don't have being... it. You do the trivia corner. <laughs> you're, 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 you're... My random facts of randomness. <laughs> yes. Ooh, we're having like a trivia war going on. That has no part of it. Uh, <laughs> um, one, of them, one of the things I found out was Sandra Bullock had never actually learned how to row a boat until the movie. <laughs> what? So, how is yeah. that possible? How do, how do you So she learned how to row a boat? a boat for the movie. <laughs> I feel like rowing a boat is just basic knowledge. Yep. I feel uh, Sandra, like Sandra Bullock. Bullock's a badass. You should already have known that. <laughs> yeah, but also, at what point in Sandra Bullock's illustrious acting career when did she row a boat? Right, exactly. like, like, <laughs> like I'm gonna learn how to. Row, I just want to learn how to row a boat, just to learn how to row a boat. Oh, I have to do a, a, a movie where I have to row a boat. I already know how to row a boat. Nope, didn't work out that way. Right. Um, also, Sandra Bullock and Sarah Paulson don't like being scared. Poor babies. Yeah. Which kind of sucks for Sarah Paulson, seeing as she's in 
all of American Everything. Horror Story. Yeah. Well, no, and it's funny, like, there's actually, a, I found a quote of Sarah saying, I don't know how I found myself sort of working a lot in the genre, um, a lot in the genre of horror, <laughs> referring to her film work on American Horror Story, but she was like, I don't know how this happened. I hate being scared, but this is a thing. <laughs> I do well, know, like, the one piece of trivia I found out was the director, like, fought to have Sandra Bullock, like, cut slits in her blindfold. Yeah. She was actually blindfolded for, like, 80% of that yeah, film. Yeah, that's, that's when I found out, too, is, like, she was blindfolded the entire movie, and the guy was like, you should cut slits. Nope. She, she did it without... Get it, Sandra. Yeah, although, during this, um, speaking of that... During scenes when Bullock was running with the children, she removed a layer of her blindfold. Oh. So she could at least see where she was going to run. Okay, yeah. That's smart. That <laughs> You're not going to other than that, she was like, there. nah. <laughs> hmm. What were you saying, Mina? Oh, I was saying that's really smart so that you don't, like, tank a kid into a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't do that. Um... um. I was. I had a point though about your first piece uh, about them not liking being scared, and I will say mm-hmm. that I can understand still being an actress in those films. Um, it's different being on set than it is experiencing it from the audience. Yeah, can you see the behind the set work? Behind the set work yeah. is not as, as scary, in in my opinion, and like I have very limited experience. But in what experience I do have, it's not. It's not scary. <laughs> no. Like, unless yeah. your set is haunted. Yeah. I, I do know that apparently the film It, they kept uh, Skarsgård hidden from the kids. And, like, the first time they saw uh, Alexander, or Skarsgård doing his It makeup, like, the kids screamed. <laughs> like, that was a what legitimate was scream. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still gonna make you, we're gonna, we're gonna do It. We're going to do it for the podcast. Uh, we are? We're okay. going to do it? We're going to do okay. it. <laughs> and Nina will hate me. So Let's do it. And ways that make us, make feel, us good. feel good. All right, our, our musical <laughs> moment. All right, well, um, we will see you guys next week for a terrified <laughs> Mina and probably a very happy Ella and Ash. And as always. Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. All right. See y'all next week.